It's a whole Babbage philosophy. It's a way of being, right? It's just being unapologetic, taking up space, commanding your worth, not backing down, calling out bullshit, just like doing your life on your own terms. I'm Lisa Carmen Wang, and I'm the founder of The Bad Bitch Empire. Welcome back, bad bitches, to the Bad Bitch Empire. Today I'm here with my friend Ashley Shim. She is the talent and creative manager at 1.37 p.m., a Gary Vaynerchuk media company. And today we're going to talk about how to create your dream job because she left corporate to pursue something and really create an entirely new role for herself. And this is something that I have a lot of experience in because it's like everything that I imagine for myself, a lot of times it's like not even, it's not a reality and then I manifest it. And so we're going to really talk about manifestation and just like how to create what you want and then get what you want. So Ashley, welcome Ooh. to the Bad Bitch Empire. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I'm so excited to be here. So what does being a bad bitch mean to you, first and foremost? I think being a bad bitch is just being so confident and comfortable in your own skin and not being sorry for like anything you feel internally about yourself and to validate who you are and to love yourself and to practice that within you because at the end of the day, it's you and only you. Like you are making the choices in your life for yourself, like no one else doing that. And you're making the decisions that you want in your life to evolve and grow. So I think essentially being a bad bitch is to own who you are, period. I love it. <laughs> so how did you become the bad bitch you are today? I have done a lot of fucking work on myself. Yeah. I'm not even going to. Like, I used to be very, uh, like, insecure of, like, being embarrassed of what I look like physically, being embarrassed of, like, my feelings. I never understood the concept of, like, self-love. I never even understood, like, what being confident was when I was a young girl. And I feel like a lot of that had to intertwine with the community and the neighborhood that I grew up in. I always kind of felt a little bit alienated, and I felt like I was never seen and heard in the way that I wanted to be. Um, and I think that now I have really, 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 really practiced and everybody says like, oh, self-care, like mindfulness, like it's so much deeper than that. It's like really sitting there and writing down and understanding where all your feelings, all your thoughts come from because they come from somewhere and to understand your triggers and to understand like just and be aware of different perspectives that you have, right? And always bring yourself back to gratitude. Like, honestly, it's scary because I never understood what gratitude was. Like, I never understood mm. the feeling. And now that I feel it so deep inside of me, I'm like, okay, like, I know I'm in the right, like, steps in my life where I'm really evolving and growing. Like, just being aware and having that perspective and being open and receptive to it, something that I didn't have before. Mm. And now I've done so much work and, like, reading podcasts, listening to things, filtering my social media, seeing the things that I want to see and things that lift me and elevate me, surrounding myself with people that do the same exact theme of elevation and growth, um, support. Like I'm very meticulous and careful of like what I read, what I look at, who I'm around. And I think that all plays to your internal self. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing that I found was really interesting about gratitude. It's like, you literally 
can't fully embody the feeling of gratitude until you feel love for yourself Mm -hmm. until you feel grateful for your own journey Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times if you're really ambitious you're always looking at what's next you know you're not actually really relishing or having gratitude for where you are in the journey and Mm -hmm. so I know for myself it was always like because I always wanted more and I wanted more and I was like okay always reaching for that next goal I never took the time to actually be like wow I love where I'm at now No, that you're so right. And I think that actually saying it and thinking it, but then feeling it is two different things. Because you can think one thing, but feel a totally different way. It could be polar opposites. So the fact that you just said that, I think gratitude leads the door for other perspectives and opportunities that you can't really see in the moment, but it comes after you start having these feelings within yourself and really implementing that into your everyday life and really just like looking around and being like whoa like I have such a blessed life here and I'm so grateful to be alive period (laughs) so let's go back because we have similar sort of upbringings you mentioned briefly feeling like you never belonged so I grew up in Wisconsin as one of the few Asian girls there and I was also extremely shy I was made fun of for my accent growing up and it made me even more silent right Mm -hmm. even more afraid to speak so what was your experience like where did you grow up and what was it like talk to me about that feeling of not belonging so I grew up on Long Island and I bumped around to towns a lot so I was in Syosset which is another like small town on Long Island and then I moved a little bit more out east Um, to another town called Dix Hills and that's where I really studied um, middle school and high school and I feel like during those times and I feel like we don't talk about it enough like those are very like severe they really and even when you're in elementary school right those are ages where you are developing your brain and your body and it's so crucial that like what you're saying to yourself and how you feel about yourself and your external environment. And I feel like we don't speak about that enough. Like if I would have known back then that this would be like setting myself up for the next like 20 years, I probably would have like done more research or like practice more self-love and self-care, right? For me, when I was younger and I was at high school and middle school, I felt like a lot of the times I Yes, I was bullied, one, when I was younger in elementary school, um, more predominantly, and middle school. It was just, like, little names thrown at me about, like, my eyes, about my skin color, about my hair, every little thing. And it, it made me so insecure. I was like, oh, my God, like, every little thing about me, people are tearing apart. And it's something that I can't change about myself. I have no control over how I look. I mean, I could go and get work done, but I don't want to do that, you know? Like, I shouldn't feel ashamed. So a lot of that was, like, feeling guilt of who I was in my background and also ashamed for how I looked. And I feel like I tried so hard in high school to fit in and be, like, the cool person, but also I was, very, I was like, more shy. And I was only more shy because I held back a lot of my true feelings and a lot of my true thoughts. I always went with what everybody else was saying. I feel like I kind of 
never understood how being how having your own identity is really important I always wanted to like mix in Mm -hmm. with like the kids and be cool and and want to do what everybody else is doing and now I'm like the total opposite from that I'm such like oh my god I don't don't give a fuck I'm just I'm doing my own thing and I don't need to be like anybody else yeah yeah I mean that was so similar for me I feel like because I grew up always feeling like such a nerd it was almost because it was like because I couldn't speak because I was so shy and so afraid of being made fun of that I learned how to like be really good at school and be really good at gymnastics and so I channeled all of that effort into achievement and I was like that's how I stand out um but yeah like even throughout middle school throughout high school throughout college I think there was a part of me that was always like I want to be cool like when am I ever gonna be cool and like what's the (laughs) definition of that right and then you grow up and you're an actual adult and then when you realize you're like actually this cool group so I actually had the story where like I eventually found myself in the quote unquote like cool group and I I remember going to the Hamptons with them and I was like wow this sucks and w- because what you find out is like a lot of times when especially like girls it's like yeah. the mean girls who are cool um <laughs> they are so deeply insecure mm-hmm. and i remember like back then like i was we were in the hamptons and like we were kind of moving around like in like in a group right yeah. and i was like why do we always have to move around in a group yeah like why can't we just you know, go off on our own because I've grown up so independent. Yeah. And I realized it was because like when you're in that insecurity, you like feed off the insecure group energy. And it's like, as long as you guys look good, then you feel like you're cool. But then when you get in and you meet the individuals, you're like, okay, this is not what I want. Yeah. No, totally. So like, yeah, that realization. And then when you get to the point and you're like, actually, I'm just going to be me. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I like I I tried to fit into this and it's not working. And then that's when you actually become cool, which is like so ironic. I know. It's so crazy. And then I just feel like also when you're in a situation where it's so many different people, it's really hard to differentiate between like how you think and feel based on how everybody else like thinks and feels as well like you kind of just become one yeah and I think that that's so important because it's like the energy is just constantly the same like you don't have your own energy because energy Mm. comes and goes and flows out of you so yeah I think that's I totally agree with yeah yeah so in this process of like growing confidence let's talk about your career Mm -hmm. so you started out in corporate as well yes okay so obviously you're not in corporate anymore. Yeah. Um, tell me about that journey. Um, so I started off in corporate. My first job, I was at this real estate company and I was managing their social media channels. And then after a couple months and just like really trying to understand, do I want to live in this very like stringent regulated rule of life for myself or do I want to be a little more creative and try to do something else and dip my toes in something else right so in the midst of all this I was just like having 
going back and forth of like trying to also like find who I was. This was right after my first job, right after college. And I was like, I was just so constantly confused and always felt like the world was against me and not with Mm. me. And I remember after like five, six months, I was like, I can't be in an environment like this because to be honest, I didn't feel like it was uplifting for me. And I didn't feel like it was an uplifting environment for women in general. Um, so I had to go and I felt immense amount of like shamefulness and guilt and frustration and anger from that whole situation of just like leaving because in my mind and a lot of times what my mom has like said to me growing up and it's like this construct of like you have a job and you stay in the job and you just like elevate and you grow and you make money and that's it right but for me I don't see it like that like I'm always gonna do things where I'm really passionate about it. And my first job, I wasn't passionate about the work that I was doing, and I was just lying to myself Mm -hmm. and saying, just stay in it, it's gonna get better. Um, So I guess like leaving, and again, anytime you step out of your comfort zone, you're going to feel very uncomfortable, and that was very uncomfortable for me to leave a job five months in after I was like, you know, like in the midst of like not understanding or being so in the unknown, like I didn't like that. But I was something in me, I was like, you know what, there's so much better out there for me and I just have to like take the risk and go and just do what I need to do. And currently I am a talent and creative manager at 1.37 p.m., which is one of Gary Vaynerchuk's media companies under Gallery Media Productions, which is Gallery Media Group. Um, what I do is I basically, I am like the coordinator slash viber slash like talent creative manager for anybody that we have in the office if they're like an entrepreneur an artist a digital artist um I can't even explain it like literally anyone in the field that we want to support and shed light and love to I have them in I'll either interview them or have another 137 team member interview them and we just essentially what I want to do is I just want to curate like relationships and like connections with these people so and I know that that's not a title in like any shape or world or form but I feel like for in this moment I've kind of just created this whole path for me like I'm on an island by myself really Mm -hmm. I have my boss that I report to and then that's it like it's just me and him so you manifested this role or like how because you were working and then you basically were like this role didn't exist before you came in yeah so I feel like I definitely manifested this role because and maybe this is something that I was not aware of in the moment I always said to myself and I would write in my journal and I would say like I'm so fucking good with talking to people and I have really good energy and I just want to like share this aura and this ambiance that I have with everybody else and essentially I really just want to lift people and know that people are loved and maybe that goes back to all the shit that I dealt through in my childhood where Mm -hmm. like I didn't feel that from people and now I give it 500x more um so for me it's like what writing down like I And obviously I do all my affirmations and stuff. And then I'm like, I'm working with people every day. I'm meeting new people. I'm curating connections and relationships, period. I am just vibing. I'm telling people how like amazing that their craft is, their work is. I'm supporting them from the sidelines. And I just want to build a community where people feel really good about themselves. So I say that to myself every day. That's very important for me. 
And now that I'm in a place now where, like, I'm doing that for my job now is really fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, manifestation is real. (laughs) And I think that the most successful people, especially today, are the ones who go in with that intention of making people's lives better, creating a better workplace, right? Creating a better day for someone. And there was something that I heard that I think was spot on, which was like the difference between a hero and a villain. Mm -hmm. And the similarity is that for both the hero and the villain, they have experienced pain or trauma or difficulty in their past, but the villain chooses to take that and to spread dark energy, yeah. dark light, right? They Their pain continues to live in them and then they inflict pain on other people. Mm-hmm. And the hero, even if they've had the same experience of pain or trauma, they figure out a way to turn that into light, yeah. positivity, gratitude, and thinking through how they can not spread more pain but actually help alleviate that pain in the world and I think that that's what I've seen in terms of the women that I want to surround myself with is really like we've all been through a lot of shit Mm -hmm. but somehow we found that within ourselves to be like that prism for light and turn everything into rainbows Mm -hmm. and I feel like it is very easy to go the opposite way of villainizing and being mean and being like projecting all your insecurities out to other people like people do that every day with like hate comments and things that you see on social media where people are bringing each other down and yes you're totally right that comes from like your pain body inside of you and it's a choice right it's like you're either gonna stick to that pain body that you have and let it define you or you're gonna like totally shapeshift and become aware of it and change your perspective on like no I'm gonna do the opposite because I want to live my best life and I want to feel grateful for everything I have and I want to just like give what I have to everybody else and show people and like lead by example period end of story so for me it's like a choice I can stay in the place of like be very resentful and frustrated of all the fucking horrible shit that I went through when I was younger or I can like totally pivot my lane and create new opportunities and let the universe just like take me where I want in terms of putting my perspective and my awareness out there and just totally create a new life for myself. I think at the end of the day, your personality is your reality, is your external reality. Mm -hmm. So how you feel about yourself internally is very much like shown externally too. What do you think is the hardest thing that tested you and your ability to love yourself? Hmm, that's such a great question. I feel like men have always been one of those things where like I've done this thing where I will and I and I still am trying to figure it out because I'll do this thing where I'm trying to attach a part of me to them Mm. so like if they treat me badly I internalize that and I'm like what is wrong with me instead of saying what maybe it's them and what is wrong with them romantically romantically yes for sure and there and in in the past there has been times where I have felt like the validation coming from a man is like so much stronger Mm. and now I'm at the place in my life I'm like I don't give a flying ass fuck of like what like who you are if you're a man or who like I don't give a fuck anymore because 
And that's why doing the work is so important too. Because I don't give a fuck. Like if I'm with you romantically and you do something to like fuck it up or like you're disloyal or whatever goes against my beliefs and values of being in a, in a relationship, then goodbye. I'm so fine to walk away and not attach any like self-worth to that relationship. Like it's crazy. And like I never would have thought I would be in this place mm-hmm. right now where I'm just like, all right, then you're not meant for me. Goodbye. I'm walking away. Yeah. You know? I mean, once you have established that internal peace Mm -hmm. and you've worked so hard to gain that equilibrium, it's like anyone who walks into your life to create chaos or drama, you're like, no. No. Like, if you lose sleep over him, goodbye. (laughs) Period. End of story. It's just, that's it. If you're up and you're like, looking and stalking him like goodbye like no why are you doing that to yourself you know and that's why I always say it comes down to choice it's like you have to be so confident in yourself and you have to love yourself so unconditionally that like no matter what happens in your external world that's not going to shape who you are because you know who you are and you're very aligned and in tune with yourself and it takes time like I'm still working on myself like I can't say I'm like Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. And I think forever in my life, I will be working on that. And it just takes that little step by step, like brick by brick mentality of like, keep pushing yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. We've all been in that situation or we've all been in that relationship that was really dramatic, really chaotic, really toxic. Right. And when you realize that there is a part of you that is allowing that chaos and toxicity Mm -hmm. and then you leave it it's so important to ask yourself like what is it about me that wants chaos yeah that wants drama right because you're totally right I didn't mean to cut you off but I think that you are very much at a place in life you accept what you think you deserve So if somebody is constantly just, like, showing you signs of, like, chaos and just, like, flags that you didn't ask for, red flags or whatever you can cause chaos in yourself or whatever it may be, right? If you are somebody that there's a part of you where you haven't figured that out for yourself or where it's stemming from, I truly believe subconsciously there's going to be a part of you where you do meet with these people who do have chaotic tendencies and you're going to latch onto it because you haven't figured that out for yourself internally yeah yeah I mean I've gotten to a place where I really believe in the power of manifestation whatever you want to call it right but it's basically I think of it as whatever energy you put out Mm -hmm. you get back And so whether that's putting out positive, abundant energy professionally, right, towards your finances and money, or it's romantically to attract a certain type of person who's also abundant and optimistic, it's like you can't attract those things if there's deep down a part of you that feels anxious, that feels like you don't actually deserve it, that you don't deserve to be happy and joyful and peaceful, I completely agree with that. And that's why doing the work is so important, you know? Like, you have to really be honest with yourself and, like, really, really dig deep. Like, and it takes a lot of work. People don't want to do it. That's why there are a lot of people who don't want to change their ways and don't want to elevate and grow. And I'm not saying to each is your own, right? But it's just, like, you 
create your own reality by shape-shifting how you see things, period. Mm -hmm. And some people like to latch on to the things that are very comfortable with them, right? And it's like, or other people, they like to be, not do that, and they like to take risks and be super uncomfortable and live in the unknown. And I think that's, that's where manifestation really comes into play because it's like, if you are manifesting, you need to be very much okay with whatever opportunity that is that comes to fruition and comes to light for you. Um, and you also need to just understand that the opportunities that are going to come to you, if you're putting out that good energy, that good vibes, if you're really expressing and practicing and feeling all the love and gratitude you have for yourself, I can promise you like whatever comes back to you is going to be that same like vibration and that same frequency you just yeah. put out there yeah. and it and it could take time it could happen in a week like it's just if you know in your heart you're putting good out there and your energy is very pure and you have great pure intentions it's gonna swing right back at you it's a boomerang effect i always say this to people it's a yeah. boomerang effect yeah <laughs> what i think is incredible it's like there is a vibration of woman mm -hmm. where it's like if you're spiritual, if you believe in like energetics, yes, you're just at a different level. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I remember when I was younger, it was always like I. It was hard for me to believe it unless I could rationally, you know, have a business model for it, or it's like I need to know the exact steps. Yeah, but there's something about really trusting the universe and trusting like energetic exchange. Yep, and like knowing that you can trust things to work out in your way that sets a certain kind of bad bitch apart from others. No, I totally agree. I feel like once you reach that stage, you're like, oh, fucking shit. I am not looking back. I am not looking back because it feels so good. Yeah. Like you finally are at that stage where you're like, oh, like you're vibrating, you're 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 energetically vibrating at the place that your body is matching it like yeah. it just feels so great to be there and to like that's why like don't lower your vibrations for anybody else don't lower your vibrations for the feelings and the things that you feel temporarily like just know that like once you reach that place like it only goes up from there like you just you can't go back you yeah. can't lower yourself yeah period. and i think it's just so important to trust yourself 100%. especially especially if you don't know exactly what the next step is yeah because we never it's almost like we never know exactly how it's gonna work yeah you just have to get clear on what you want the scenario like your ideal scenario to look like i agree and I totally agree. because every time i think it's like when i talk about like how do you or when people ask me like how do you achieve these big things it's yeah. always like well first and foremost i had a crazy vision and a vision of what i wanted to do you know like i've always said i want to start a media empire i've always said i wanted to write a book and get that through a traditional publisher i've always yeah. said you know that i wanted to do all these different things and like every time i have a crazy vision and you have to let yourself sit in that impossible vision without asking yourself okay, but how do I get there? Because mm -hmm. the energy of, okay, but how, is like stopping energy. Yeah. Because then you go back into the realistic world. Yeah. And you don't allow your the, the universe to work in its like 
infinite ways to say like, okay, the how is not important. Just first crystallize your vision. A hundred percent. Because I feel like then you're kind of, you're questioning yourself and then you're questioning everything and you're, the feeling of like wanting to be there and like having like that huge vision of everything that you want to do and staying in that place is really hard, but you have to do it because the minute that you have these feelings of like doubting yourself, and I think that that's where doubt also comes Mm -hmm. in, it's like, oh shit, but like, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to get there? Or what's the next step? You kind of just like invalidate that vision for Mm -hmm. yourself, right? So like sticking there and staying there is just so important. And I'm a big, I'm a biggie on like vision and mood boards and Mm -hmm. stuff like that too. I'd create that and like, boom, what are your thoughts on it? What's, what's on your vision board now? Um, I feel like what's on my vision board right now is I definitely, I want to write a book. I'm in the process of writing a book right now. It's going to be all about like empowerment, self-elevation, self-improvement, self-intuitive healing, all that stuff. Um, And then also I want to create a house of, (laughs) it's like a sew house. Okay. But for the zen so like Mm. you go and you really align with yourself and stay tuned with yourself it's like another place because i'm not like so i don't like i used to party a lot again in my stages of wanting to fit in and doing what everybody else is doing i used to like go out a ton drink a ton etc right now i'm like and i don't like i'm not saying that that's a bad thing to each is your own again but for me i feel the best when i'm not under alcohol or I'm not taking drugs you know like I'm just not doing what everybody else is doing that's how I feel really elevated so and I know that if I have this feeling within myself there are other people out there that also have this feeling um so I want to create this kind of community house where people can come to to decompress unwind either from like their long work day or if they're in school law school medical school whatever school Mm. like undergrad itself as well um, to come there and really align with yourself, yoga, like it's like a fitness, but also it has like a sauna, a cold like plunge. Like a wellness membership. Yeah, like a yeah. wellness membership. And then there's also like a cute little garden outside. Like I went details yeah. into this <laughs> shit. I'm like, okay, there's a garden outside. There's gonna It's going to be called like the quiet Zen garden where people can do their work. There's going to be another section where you could get food, all like really healthy organic yeah. stuff. There's going to be another section where it's like a rotating like fitness section of like yoga, Pilates, yeah. all mat. And then, like, a sauna room and maybe, like, a cold plunge room. And, like, just I I went above and beyond. And I I draw it in my head. I really sketch it out. And I really just put it on paper. And I say to myself every day, like, this is what I want to do. And build a community where I can uplift everybody. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see it. I see it. And I definitely want an invitation once for the grand opening. Um, So what would be your bad bitch tip? Mm. to girls who are trying to figure out how they can manifest their dream life, their dream career? Hmm, that's so interesting. Um, I feel like my bad bitch tip would be to really just dive deep and ask yourself with everything that you want in your life why you want it. I think that there are times where a lot of people will say like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want my future to look like this, but bring that back to yourself and really be like, why do I want this? Do I want this for actually myself? Is this going to like 
give me growth and elevation and make me feel good or am I doing this for other people and that's a question that I've been saying to myself Mm -hmm. a lot where I'll go through like daily life and I'm like oh like why do I want this why do I keep saying that I Mm -hmm. want this you know and it's like little things and you'll be very surprised of like sometimes a lot of the things that you want is because everybody else wants them so you need to find what you want actually what you want by digging deep and asking yourself questions that normally you wouldn't ask yourself. So I feel like, yeah, that's really, and then putting that down on paper and just realizing, okay, like I am so worthy of all these things that I want in my life once you figure out what exactly it is. And things can change too. Like like you don't need to have one vision. You can have five, ten different visions, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be stay in one lane. You can branch yourself out but just always bring it back to you of like why you really want it I think that's really important and also I would add how do you want to feel yes because one thing that I realized as I was trying to figure out what I want is that to your point I had to ask myself like do I really want it or do I just want it because like other people want it and I'm used to the certain narrative And I had to step back and be like, okay, maybe rationally I can't figure all of this out. Let me envision myself going through this want and how I would feel. What does that feel like on a day-to-day? What would a daily life in that dream look like? And so I think just really tapping into the embodiment of what you want, not just like rationally thinking through it because I think that's when you really get in touch with who you are I completely agree because I think everything comes from here your gut and your heart and aligning your chakras here I'm like so into that shit um I think everything your feelings come here and then like your thoughts like thoughts come and go like thoughts are like they're very much like a hard wiring system right it's like a computer up there right so I always when I manifest any anything or everything in life I really get in tune with the feeling of why I want that or what it's going to bring me or how I'm going to feel when I do it because once you attach your mind your body and your soul to that feeling that's what the universe is going to give back to you and I think that's the key of like get manifestation also awesome okay what is one thing that the bad bitches can do today to get closer to their bad bitch dream oh that's such a good one I feel like writing start journaling for me it's like writing things down on paper um what's one question that they should journal about one question you should journal about to getting your dream manifestation life would be how do I want to feel when I'm here here as in you're living in the moment of the life that you want, right? Um, Because I think living in that feeling and being in that, like, aura of your vision is very important. And just starting with the feelings, and then thoughts can come after, but just really being in tune of, like, what and how you want to feel when you're in that dream life or dream state. Mm -hmm. One word of how you feel right now. Grateful. Amazing. Always. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you being a part of the Bad Bitch Empire, Ashley. Thank you, Queen, for having me, you guys. Lisa's the best. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. (laughs) Bowed. (laughs) 
Thank you, Val. <laughs>